0: This week, the number one show on Netflix was The Unforgivable. Hey, Justin and Ashley. (laughs) Yes, Dave. Why are people watching this? I don't know, Dave, but let's figure it out. Okie dokie. Let's do that.
1: (laughs) All right. So, yeah, so here we are. uh, We we are. are now recording online again because we are still. Still in this COVID outbreak in our little town, and now I can report that two of the three of us are COVID positive. I won't reveal who it is, God. that'll keep it exciting it. for the listener to figure out. Just listen but for we that we are in the throes of disease and sickness, but the timbre yeah. people's voice. But voices. luckily for us, we watched this movie.
2: If my freaking voice from last week didn't give it away already but
1: luckily we watched this movie which is gonna hopefully raise our spirits uh (laughs) the the movie was the unforgiven
2: no it wasn't the unforgivable Justin. oh i don't know what it is
1: listen (laughs) all right okay let's get started
0: okay here is the official netflix synopsis for the unforgivable Released from prison into a society that won't forgive her, a woman convicted of murder searches for the little sister she was forced to leave behind. Yes. She was forced to leave behind.
1: Yes. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of what happened. Yep. It doesn't...
2: Kind of vague. It doesn't
1: (laughs) capture the utter, utter despair that one feels while watching this.
0: Yeah, just the utter somber tone of this whole thing. Have you got better
1: synopses?
2: Give me your synopsis, I need your synopsis. Give me your synopsis, I need your synopsis now. Sure. Not really.
1: (laughs) All right, what's yours, Ash?
2: All right, uh, my synopsis of this movie is Sandra Bullock kicking ass and taking names. Nice. Nice. is that what this was about? <laughs> I,
1: t- I feel like it was more just
2: Sandra Bullock getting her ass
1: kicked and never really giving out her name. Very <laughs> often.
2: Let me let me rephrase. Sandra Bullock Sandra Bullock's talent for acting, kicking ass, and taking. Okay, names. okay, okay. Got it. Her 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 talent as an actress. Yes. Oh,
1: I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. There. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh,
1: I got one for you, <clears throat> and then we'll hear Dave's. James is going to be epic, I'm sure. Here's mine. (laughs) A sad-faced woman endures two decades worth of horrific tragedy in order to help a young girl play a piano recital for an audience of ten people. If this isn't a metaphor for parenthood, I don't know what is.
2: (laughs) That's great. (laughs) That's perfect. Technically, she's not the parent, but that could be our All right,
0: Dave, what do you got? (laughs) Do you need a hilarious pick-me-up feel-good movie to watch this week? Well, you had better avoid the unforgivable like raw chicken on a salad. Sandra Bullock commands the screen, scowling continuously (laughs) as she struggles to be invisible and avoid more trauma, abuse, and brutal beatings while trying to reconnect with her sister, who may be better off left alone. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. I mm. I feel like we captured a lot of darkness in our synopses, really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how to react to it. Like I, I agree with that. It was a well-made film. You know. Yeah. But um,
0: it was a little too real. <laughs> I guess.
1: Although I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just get into it, yeah. Dave. Start us off. What are we doing? <laughs>
0: All right. This was okay, I guess.
1: Right, Ash, what do you got?
2: Well well, obviously Sandra Bullock, because just just Sandra Bullock, wow. <laughs> um yeah, I I I I liked this actually. I thought this was really intense and really um it just it was I don't know, it was appropriate for the mood I was in. <laughs> you know, dark and gloomy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reflecting on the woes of society. Um I, I actually really liked the representation of what she was going through because I, I don't know, my dad, my dad was a, um, he was a sheriff and he was in corrections and he security guard and, you know, worked at a homeless shelter and so I just, I, he, he always watched these movies growing up like Shawshank Redemption and all that and, and I think he would have really appreciated this. I think he would have liked this a lot. So, in particular, I liked the DOC guy. He was, he was my favorite.
1: The, the parole officer um, guy? Yeah, 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 I really I liked, liked him it. too. Yeah,
2: he was good. He was a little bit of comic relief, but he was also straight up. You know, yeah, and uh, yeah, I liked the flashbacks. I liked the way that they interspersed those flashbacks with, with the reality of the situation. You know, like they they represented her, her state of mind really well. I thought.
1: Yeah, I, I, the yeah. flashbacks are on my list for this. Was okay, I guess. But I started out by saying I actually hate flashbacks i really hate stories that oh. use flashbacks to tell a story because i find it i find it both lazy and annoying however i felt okay for this movie it was kind of it was kind of um nice because it gave you a feel for her mental emotional state um yeah as if they were memory intrusive memories coming back so the flashbacks yep. weren't just for our benefit but they were yeah part of her character to show yeah, her so they were
2: okay yeah i guess yeah <laughs> And I liked how they represented um, uh, the sound of her being in the city again for the first time, and jostled by the crowd. And I, I thought it all made very good sense, you know, after being locked up. I for have 20 that years. too.
1: I said I love the snippets of <laughs> yeah. dialogue in the background happening on the street or in the hostel, and she's just sort of an observer of this world. You can hear it, yep. in the dialogue, which was prominent of other people, just random snippets. It was great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I really appreciated the um, the comment she made about everything on the outside felt exactly the same as on the inside. Like the world is the same out here as it is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, makes sense with with what she's experiencing. So, I just yeah, it was a good representation of I think what life is like for someone who's gotten out and is just trying to make things. I don't know, make continue on in this in this world. I I, I liked that actually. It reminded
1: you of your hard life as a criminal. (laughs)
2: Uh, No, it just, it just, it it reminded me of my dad. It reminded me of my dad. That's
1: kind of nice. Yeah. Dave, did this remind you of your life as a criminal?
0: (laughs) Not
2: particularly, no. Any van, there's a lot of vans in here. There were vans, there were vans. White vans. Yeah, I liked, I liked, (laughs) I mean, it was a, no sca- hey, there was kind of scaffolding in a way. It was
0: That's true. Construction. Yeah, that's true.
2: true. <laughs> uh I liked uh all the
0: like, I mean, this was a great ensemble cast. I mean it had Viola Davis in it. I mean I liked uh, Rob Morgan was the parole officer, he was great. Uh, yep. Vincent uh how do you say his name? D'Onofrio De- yep. Nof- He was great as uh, as the lawyer. D'Onofrio? D- D- um, D- D- D'Onofrio, yeah. He's he's great. Yeah. Uh, So it had all these, it had all the elements of these great actors. um, And she, and, you know, Sandra Bullock did a great job just with us holding that scowl for like, you know, two, two hours, right? Of just (laughs) being that, you know, I was, it was, it was believable. And the, uh, the plot twist actually surprised me. A lot of these plot twists never really surprised me, but this one kind of uh,
1: caught me flat footed. Let's just have a quick moment about what the plot twist. So the the plot twist for people who are listening to this and haven't seen it, um, you're just gonna have to tune out. Spoiler, because yeah, we're gonna spoil the rest (laughs) from here on in. So the plot twist, I did not see at all coming. um, Yeah, and I thought it was good. I, I agree with Dave. Like I usually see these things coming a mile off, and I'm like, oh, I didn't, I did not see it. It was good. It explained everything because I'm like, for a second I'm like, well, it doesn't make sense. Why would she go to jail? Because the kid could just be tried as a minor and blah blah blah. But but they made the point of like, no, the the girl had no memory of what she did. So so the reason she made this sacrifice to go to prison for twenty years was because she didn't want this girl to ever find out what she had done and have no. Well, but
2: she didn't. But Sandra Bullock didn't know that the the little kid that the daughter, whatever sister had no memory she didn't know that so i don't think no she did she did actually they had, it, the,
1: they had the flashback when, she did? yes in the in the in the diner yes. they were having, oh
2: that's right and and she said like, what yeah i'm right, sorry right, this right, happened okay. to you
1: and the girl's like sorry what happened or whatever and so she's like oh shit yeah, I, think, right. I think that, I think that, that was, was the, 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 the moment the, she's like that, that was sense. the trigger
0: for her to to make that decision yeah. you almost saw like that was the moment she decided oh okay well i'm gonna take the fall for this i mean she's she's still she's still pristine in a way right like her her this trauma isn't hasn't really yeah. entered her mind, yeah. so I'll take the fall.
2: Yeah, right. I, I, so I that was awesome. Um... Right, I thought you were talking about the plot twist of the younger brother, older brother thing. About the what? See? The younger brother, you know, the flip where it was the older brother that was going to go and gank her, and then it flips on its head and it turns out to be the younger brother gets convinced to go and do the.
1: Oh the yeah. Torturing. No, I <laughs> th- that made more. I I saw that coming
2: yeah yeah. They, they, yeah i see what you said
0: i see what you're saying so i i also liked um so that was i also good liked, i also like the fact that it was kind of ambiguous and this could go in either category like this was okay or it could be a grumbling grape i wasn't really sure where to put it but i like that everyone in this to a certain degree is unforgivable it's kind of ambiguous who we're talking about is unforgivable because mm. the police you know so the, it's two brothers you know they're they're they end up being pretty unforgivable they're not forgiving her but also their act actions are forgivable. Yep. the police still hold this grudge the whole system holds this grudge against yep. her um so maybe the si- stalking her yeah the, yep. maybe the, the system is unforgivable um
2: and and even the love interest even the love interest gives up her secret and you know ends up blabbing about her status and yeah and even the the parents
0: here have some culpability because they kind of kept this massive secret from their adopted daughter um which they you know was obviously affecting her mental health that she had this trauma that she didn't know what it was all about so there you know there's a bit of blame to go around everywhere so and even sandra bullock you know isn't completely mm-hmm. without blame because it, it should she be meddling in this girl's life to begin with right so i was i liked the ambiguity of it because it seemed, intelli- it seemed right, intelligent yeah. and it made me feel intelligent because i was like yeah i get this because yeah. i am smart as
2: well <laughs> very yeah <laughs> yeah i think i'd put it in the, the this was okay i guess category mm. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dave, I really have to ask you a serious question though. Oh, oh. What? Yeah, really serious, intense stuff here. Um, how was the construction? Oh. Was she? Well, I <laughs> got
1: a question for Dave she... on that. Was she sinking those yeah. drywall like, screws in deep enough? I feel like they weren't sunk in deep enough. You? <laughs>
2: you know what? We need a we need a, a professional eye on this.
0: That thing. was actually on my list of things I really liked about this because. The scene where she's screwing in drywall and she and, ah. and the screw and the screw collapses under her drywall gun yeah. and, and goes into the wall and I was like I'm so glad they left that in there because that's what happens when you have like a dull a dull drywall bit you need to change the bit in your gun which would be totally typical of like this kind oh. of like ramshackle outfit that she's working for you know and the tools are kind of worn down. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's so perfect. Because that happens to me all the time. And I'm like, oh, okay, that means it's time for a new bit. But I'm too cheap and lazy to replace yeah. it.
2: <laughs> and, and and how often have you ended up doing what she did and just destroying the fuck out of it from frustration? Oh, I
0: think I did something like that last week. Not not to that degree, but just, you know, like, oh, you know, you do something and you realize three steps back, you forgot to do something else important. So you have to tear it all apart and start again. So.
2: Ooh, that must feel good, though. I was I was watching that and I was like, you know, they have places you can go and pay to do this. Like you can you can go to those you know rooms where they just have a bunch of breakable shit and you wear goggles and just beat the crap out of everything. Well,
0: often on on a job like on a big renovation or something, uh, if there's a demolition component, I'll just get the client to come in. And say here you just smash these walls out and people love it they just love smashing things in their own home
2: that's awesome (laughs) i do like that i'd do it
1: so dave question for you uh do you remember the guy john ingram that was the name of the lawyer guy yes um i i feel like he was a really nice guy and he invited a murderer into his house and then decided to help out a murderer just to kind of be polite And I figured, if you were a lawyer, (laughs) that would be you. (laughs) You're like, you just don't want to offend anyone. I'll help this murderer.
2: I mean, in his defense. He didn't know she was a murderer the first time. But still,
1: if if some creepy-ass lady was standing on my lawn staring in my living room window, I wouldn't run out and be like, come in for coffee. Right. (laughs) Or maybe I would. I don't know. Dave would.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah, especially if she was, like, holding an axe or something. I'd be like, you know what? Come on in. Come on in. Does your axe need sharpening? Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah,
2: all right. What about, um. Um, what
0: about something to grumble and gripe about?
1: Come on and tell me what you don't like. I'm going to tell you what I don't like.
2: Wow, wow, can we talk about the friggin' ending? Yes, we can. I hated the top top that this. ending. Yep. Oh my god, it it. The, you cut us off mid-story, man. We were, you're pulling all these awesome pieces together, you got all these threads intertwined, and we're seeing how the story is coming together, and then, oh, here's your flat piece of crap, everybody's happy ending
1: okay it was in
2: a disney movie come on like, okay
1: <laughs> so you thought it was a good happy ending
2: well i mean i just they just wound it all up so pretty like in a bow for Did us they? And-
1: i've got thoughts on that but dave i wonder if you have similar thoughts. Oh. i mean
0: it's uh the thing kept changing well it kept changing gears a lot i found it was just like is It It starts out as kind of a redemption story, then it becomes this lawyer drama, and then the lawyer drama kind of gets dropped. Right. And then it's this, like, thriller heist kidnap movie thing. And they
2: go into, like, a thriller. <laughs> and, then, yeah.
0: and then there's this romance thing True. with the Punisher guy that just almost starts and then doesn't really go anywhere. Like, a lot of things sort of get picked up and then dropped. And, uh, it just fades out of it. And then, existence. yeah, and then you know just have this ending yeah. where it's like, okay, it's all it's all good. And then we don't even really know what happened to facilitate that ending. It was just like the girl is – do we know what happened between the time of the arrest and the time that girl showed up? Did her parents explain everything to her? Does she know the background of who this person is? What's going on? Like how – you know?
1: This is what I want to focus on because that is the crux of the problem. The whole ending is, is a Disney ending like Ashley says. But it's predicated yeah. on what happens in that moment that you're talking about, Dave. Because there are yeah. two options. So the girl goes <laughs> up and hugs Ruth in the end. And she's either hugging her because she knows that this woman is a murderer who, just, who had also just saved her, her sister. But she's okay hugging a murderer. So she's hugging her to say thank you. That's crazy. Option number two is she knows who Ruth is, that it's her older sister and that Ruth sacrificed herself by going to jail for 20 years to save Catherine which means Catherine now knows that she is the murderer at which point, no, why no, is she no, hugging no.
2: Well, <laughs> Wait a minute, there's a third option though because if, if Sandra Bullock is the only one who knows Sandra Bullock and the, the black woman um, I can't remember her name oh, I, the lawyer's yeah. wife, they're the only two who know what she did so the third option is that they've told who, they've they've said who she is, um, like they've told Catherine that this is her sister and that um, she did murder somebody, but that now she saved the younger sister. So maybe it's possible that it's just, you know, this is the third. No, th- the third option um, is she
1: knows she's a murderer and went up to hug her. That's weird.
2: <laughs> well, I guess, but I mean, maybe she considers, that's the whole redemption story arc, you we- know?
1: What are we, She's
2: as the audience, redeemed. supposed to
1: think has happened? Like, does it cannot be that Catherine has been told that she was, a, as a child, murdered someone, and then she just goes up and hugs someone? No, that seems crazy. Well,
2: regard. Well, and it it wouldn't make sense because nobody knows, other than Ruth and the.
0: Yeah. regardless yeah. regardless, whatever has happened, either any of those three options, the time between. Uh, When the the arrest thing happens and when she shows up and does the hugging, there's not enough time to process any of those three options, like emotionally or psychologically in that time frame, like to process any of that information for this person (laughs) and put it all together. There's not, there's not a time. There's just no No, frame there to do that.
2: Exactly. Well, what if there's a fourth option here? What if she was not told and she just sees her and remembers who she is? And is like, hey, this is someone who was important to me when I was a kid. I don't know who she Ooh. is, but I'm going to go hug her. Or option
1: five, she's been told nothing. And she just sees a woman and be <laughs> like, hey, that woman, it looks nice. They're going to go hug her.
2: <laughs> option It's definitely that one, Justin. Option six That's could be that she's... she was told that that
1: was the woman that saved your sister. And then that was it. That was it.
2: Yes. That's possible. Anyway,
1: I do not like the ambiguity because the whole movie worked up to that one point because that was the redemption, presumably, of Ruth's character. And we don't know if it actually was redemption or she's just being hugged by a stranger or what's going on. We don't know.
2: All right. That was my
1: grumble. Oh, and, (laughs) and related to this, my main issue of why I hate movies like this, although I really actually kind of liked this movie, is that it, w- it was using all this misdirection and these flashbacks to, f- to try and fool us, the audience, in the end. It did everything it could to let us know that Sandra Bullock's character was the murderer. And then at the very end, it's like,
2: twist! Actually, the way we yeah. did the
1: filming and the editing was to mess with you, the audience. So the, the, yeah. mess, the, the twist was sitting above the, the plot line. The, the the twist was in the way they put it together just to mess with us. It wasn't inherent to the story, story. itself. And and th- gotcha. that means I'm watching filmmaking. if you know what I mean. And I don't like, like yeah. I, I was immersed in the story and then I was immediately brought out of it because I'm like, oh, this artificial like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan bullshit twist thing has taken me out yeah. of the thing. They were just messing with me and I become resentful. And so <laughs> I think I don't know how you could necessarily have told it with, without that, but um, but there you go. So that bugged me, but at the same time I appreciate it because it was really well executed. But it still was like, um, I don't like I don't like to be messed with. Don't pander or, pa- or don't
2: don't mess with
1: my emotions. <laughs>
0: well, that's right. Don't pander. Don't no mess. Yes, there you Just go. Tell me a speaking story of- from start I to finish. I got how do you how do you feel about a flashback justin because i feel like there was one they they used a lot of these flashbacks to back to this murder scene and they kept using this one almost to the point of ad nauseum of the little girl crying on somebody's shoulder like looking off over somebody's shoulder screaming and i just felt like okay that and it never seemed to keep getting developed they would just get to that point and then stop and it was just like stop showing this one flashback. It's like they had a limited flashback budget and they had to keep using this one scene, this one little cut scene over and over again.
1: That was their favorite shot. Yeah. That's funny. Um, Yeah, that was, um. well, that's what I mean. Like it was told all those flashbacks were there uh, to sort of give as if it was a PTSD flashback moment, which I guess you could explain why you keep seeing the same thing over and over again. Um, right. But in the end, of course, it was revealed. Like yes, but also we didn't pan out and show you the whole scene. Ha ha ha! Messed you, fooled you, blah blah blah. And that that's what annoyed me about that.
2: Right. <laughs> Fair enough. It's not the story that has has a twist in it. It's just the. I get you. Yeah. So anyway, okay, um, Jen, well, J-
0: J- Justin, d- J- <sighs> can can I ask you a question, Justin, about because yeah. uh, this this enters into one oh, of your other pet peeves. Drywall how did how did you feel how did you feel about the couple the couple having sex while the baby was alone in the room crying Uh. (laughs) ah
1: how do you wait how do you know this is a pet peeve of mine like that that
2: that's child (laughs) endangerment well that's the child endangerment that's right (laughs)
1: child endangerment plus like uh, uh cheating on your spouse in a vulnerable time in their lives like uh it was just so sad for this guy um No, Dave, that's inappropriate. If you're going to be having (laughs) extramarital sex, at least have the baby be asleep. If you hear the baby crying, because they could hear it, and they ignored it. That's no good. I think that that, the the guy has a case in court. Not only is his wife cheating on him, but child (laughs) endangerment. I think he's going to get full custody.
2: What? uh, I don't think he's going to because he just then went out and, you kidnapped know, a little kidnapped girl and almost killed her. Whatever, child. whatever, yeah. we'll, we'll litigate yeah. this in the court, okay? <laughs> well, and I, and
0: I might add, che- cheating on, che- cheating on her pretty much objectively handsomer brother with the kind of not very attractive other brother who's...
2: I know, that was weird. I didn't...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how, how that all works out. Hey, man. Anyway.
1: <laughs> Look, I don't know what kind. He could love be a great love? dancer and a real charmer. He looked I don't, like a douche. Yeah. He seemed like you know a douche. What? I'd like to though. think of him, yeah. but I think he was, You know what? He's a good hip hop dancer. I think he was crunking and popping <laughs> and locking in the bedroom beforehand, and she's all hot and bothered, and that's what happened.
2: That well, they, must have been hit near the baby must because they had a
1: Public Enemy on too loud. <laughs>
2: Oh my God! oh no
1: public enemy that's that's where my hip hop <laughs> knowledge begins and end.'s public enemy did
2: they am I misremembering or like I don't think they used a lot of music in this movie? no,
1: they didn't, I don't think you're right,
2: yeah, well, here's <laughs> you know what
1: it, it, I don't have many grumbles and gripes necessarily because the acting was all good. it was just sad and 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 seeing Sandra Bullock yeah, sad depressing. for so long just made me sad there's there's no joy or <laughs> yeah. happiness in this. <laughs> And as much as it was good filmmaking, it was <laughs> Except
2: for like the younger daughter. Now, oh, here's my grumble. Um I was curious so the the younger daughter, do you guys think that just opinion, do you think that she was seeking this person out, seeking Ruth Slater out, because she because of love for her sister, or was it Or was it more of a sense of wanting to have some kind of excitement in her own life? Like she's the normal, boring, non-traumatic child. Because the older sister brings that up at one point when she's asking her about her dreams and stuff. She's like, you know, I wish I could be as normal as you. And she's like. You know, remember they had yeah. that little yes. interaction? I think yeah. I had the impression so I think it was, that she
1: was just curious and actually trying to maybe be helpful to her sister. I felt like she was a good character with a good heart.
2: I don't know. I think she was she was looking for drama, looking for excitement. Well, she found she it, I tell boring. you that much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there you go. Now she's got her own trauma. Yep. Um, I, I felt that way. I did. I did not think she was doing it out of the...
1: So you found the yeah. only redeemable character in this movie <laughs> and you found a reason to hate them.
2: That's correct. Yeah. Not hate, but not not hate, but just she's unforgivable too because she's maybe not really doing this out of, you know, out of goodness for her. Because if she really loved her sister, maybe she wouldn't go seek out her murderous older sister. You know? I don't know. Like, this is, this is sad. I don't know. <laughs> I think they did that on purpose. I think they brought that whole thing around to make it, you know, a little bit less. She's not just doing it out of the kindness of her heart. Hmm. Bam.
1: Okay, fine, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. I thought she was nice and I liked her.
0: What?
2: Dave, <laughs> have you got more to grumble about? I got no more grumble. I have okay. nothing to. Grumble. That was
0: my last grumble. What about a scene that didn't need, need to be in here?
2: This didn't need to be in. Well, I didn't particularly want to see the older brother and the whacked out mom um, banging nasties. Like, that was not Bang particularly my... Banging nasties? Is
1: that what the kids are saying these days? <laughs> banging
2: nasties? I don't Bang know. Banging nasties. <laughs> that was not my, my favorite moment of the show.
0: Oh, <laughs> I know. It was kind of sad.
2: I mean, I guess it... I guess it needed to be there, but maybe we could have seen a little less. I don't know. I think it just
0: <laughs> added to the whole desperate tableau of yeah. this whole thing. It, it, it
1: set up the, what happened next with the brother. Like, he just lost his shit. I get it. You yeah. just didn't want to see the nakedness. Yeah. You're very prudish. Yeah. Yeah, this is how I describe I just you didn't to want people. To see that. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley hates uh, knocking of genitals, or what is it you said? <laughs>
0: Banging of
1: nasties, banging Bang nasties, bumping uglies. <laughs> yeah,
2: bumping uglies. Oh, there no, you Lord. go. That's the that's the better term for that. What about you, Justin?
1: The montage scene where they're starting off their relationship, Ruth and the other guy, you know, where it was like establishing as him being interested in her. Like, I'm really hung up on their relationship. I think that should not have been there. I think that there shouldn't have been any hint at a romance. <laughs> they just should have gone out to lunch and he and as friends and then she says by the way uh, i'm a cop killer and then that was it i I don't think there was any need to try and shoehorn a sexual relationship or romantic relationship in the movie for those two
2: yeah they had enough going on without that i get you
1: yeah exactly Hmm. that that was it agreed yep sorry dave what about you
0: the only thing (laughs) <laughs> the only thing I could come up with was that scene in the bar <laughs> or the retirement party um, for the cop or the two brothers. It's basically just a scene that allows oh, us yeah. to see allows us to see uh the guy's wife flirting with the brother, basically, which we could have done. Like, we could have shown, like, a, a cut scene somewhere else right. and he's doing some of his fancy popping and locking that Justin was referring to, maybe, and with a little soundtrack yeah, in the background. exactly. We don't, I, I don't think we... Because for me, yeah. it just confused things a little bit because it kind of brings and creates this other issue of like, okay, uh, these are the police. It's kind of the uh, Blue Lives Matter thing in a way. Like the police Are the police still holding a grudge as well? Because she's unforgivable to the police. I mean, even though she's gone through the system and she's paid for her crimes, she's always going to be a cop killer. So now even these cops that are retiring would gladly have her put to death, you know? So... It just was like, okay, well, this opens up something else I have to think about. Jesus Christ, yeah. And this is already such a deep, thoughtful
2: movie. Yeah, I guess they wanted, but they wanted the whole, they they needed another avenue to talk about the cop killer thing because there was the one cop who was stalking her in front of her building, but other than that, they didn't really have any opportunities to show that the cops, I guess, were holding a grudge in this case. So I I guess it kind of, it could have been done better for sure. That was kind of weird. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I, yeah. I have At the least impression that, that yeah, I mean, I guess, we yeah. all sort of agree that it was. Yeah. We all sort of agree that the yeah. movie was mostly well <laughs> enough made that there's nothing that obviously was so bad that didn't need to be in there, which is kind of neat. These are all very nitpicky yep. things. Well done. Yeah. That's rare.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Except for the fucking ending, which was terrible. Yeah, except for the ending part. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's what needed we we needed a scene that needed to be there which was a better ending.
1: How would you have ended it actually?
2: I would have obviously had her, you know, have another scene where the parents and the, they brought the daughter in and they got to meet and and maybe she, you know, doesn't necessarily tell the girl that she's the murderer, but they got to have their moment. Like we never got to see a true moment between them as as adults and coming back together again. So I wanted that for sure and i think i would have i don't know i I don't really care about all the other side stories so that's that's what i wanted was a final Mm -hmm. coming together removal of the 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 order for her to stay away so that she could be part of the young girl's life
1: and and the scene you wish you were in
2: i wish i was in that scene it's really freaking cool yeah really freaking cool i wish i was in that scene don't you After Sandra tells the guy, whatever her roof, tells the guy that she's a cop killer. And she's leaving, and she's, she's trying really hard to, like, take it on the chin, you know? And she's just, just trying to be strong, and I just, I would have I given her a hug.
1: You would like to be, okay, just to <laughs> clarify, you would like to be a random I'd woman like, on the side of the road as this strung-out <laughs> crying woman approaches, you would have just grabbed her and hugged her.
2: <laughs> well... Well, you put it like that; it doesn't seem very wise. But no, you're yes. gonna
1: get stabbed. You don't
2: do you it. Know, that
1: that <laughs> might fly in this little small Canadian town, but you're gonna get you're gonna get shivved if this were the mean streets <laughs> of uh, New York City.
2: Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, poor thing. But she's just she's just she's just life is just beating her down, and I just.
1: I just oh, want to I give know. Me a hug. But what about you, Dave? A scene that you wanted to be in.
2: Uh
0: I wanted to be okay, you know, she gets the job at the fish cutting plant. So I want to be one of the other excons at the fish cutting table. You know, like the guy just like there's always one of these guys at every job who just like tells dad jokes all day just to lighten the mood. So I would just be like firing off
2: like
0: <laughs> like I've actually got a couple here. Like I would just be firing off like fish-based dad jokes all day. So like, oh hey, Jesus. Hey <laughs> guys, uh
2: what All right, do Dave. you call a fish First with step. no eyes?
0: Fish. <laughs> oh my god! That
1: hey, what terrible. do you what do you
0: call a fish with no legs? Fish. Exactly.
1: <laughs> did I do it?
0: I got oh no. it. Yeah, you I got a dad did joke it, right. Jason. You yeah. are a dad, so that makes. See, sense. wouldn't you wouldn't you just love to have that guy there? Just you know. Cracking everybody up all day and just making this job of like filleting fish a little bit easier.
1: <laughs> you know, they're working Jeez. They're working with knives, Dave. You wouldn't last <laughs> through the day. You'd get stabbed <laughs> in the neck.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they would gut you like a filet of fish oh. what, what about funny. you, Justin? Well, that's, that's cute. Justin, what well, about you? What scene did you want to be in? The scene that
1: I wanted to be in was the piano recital scene. Just so that she'd have more people in the audience because there was nobody in that giant. (laughs) It
2: felt so bad for her. Pretty sad, yeah. I
1: mean, at (laughs) first I thought it was a COVID reference. I'm like, well, they're socially distancing the audience, but there's only five people in it. I don't think that was it. (laughs) So I just wanted to be there with like a bullhorn to just be like, you're doing great. (laughs) Like yelling, screaming. Good job, buddy. Like a big horn. Like, (laughs) Ba, 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 ba.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the scene I wanted
0: to <laughs> Oh, jeez. What about some trivia?
1: Only one thing to say, which is after this movie, Sandra Bullock said that she's only ever making comedies, never making another drama. So She yes, said that? So oh, even geez. this movie beat the, the star down so much. She was so saddened by her own performance that she decided to never not be uh-huh. funny again. Rough. Which is, oh. she's a great actor and a great comedic actor. I cannot wait for the rest of her career where she's not a sad convict.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she wanted to test her to her dramatic range to see if she actually could, you know, do this kind of well, a role, and she could. She pulled she it did. off. Now
1: stop doing that. We're done.
2: <laughs> yeah, stop it, stop it, Sandra. It's too real. It's too real for all of us.
1: <laughs> what what else, What do you guys? Have?
2: Oh God. Well, I learned. I've got sad trivia but also interesting yeah go dave
0: i learned that this was actually based on a british like show a three-part like it was a three-part show which they do so well these kind of like mini series the british do which makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. because it seems like they started i picked up a lot of themes in this that didn't really get fully fleshed out so Uh. i would like to check out the british uh the british show and just see where a lot of these things lead because i think there was a lot of storylines here that kind of got truncated just for, to fit into a movie yeah what about
1: you ash
2: <laughs> um i've got sad stuff and interesting stuff are you ready for some statistics like
1: oh, you know what i can't wait when you do a deep dive into <laughs> these sorts of terrible sad subjects that make us question the value of humanity. Go ahead. <laughs> Let me get a notepad
0: and I'll Dad, write some here of this we down.
2: Go. Uh, just to make your lives cheerier, you know?
1: Let me get a shot of <laughs> vodka.
2: <laughs> oh, that's, that's what you're going to need as I hack my lungs out, excuse me. All right. Um, here it is. In America, at least, uh, where this is taking place, within three years of release, 67.8% of ex offenders are rearrested. And within five years, it's 76.6% that end up back in prison. Um, uh, the system obviously is, you know, sets them up to fail. Um, once they're released, it's difficult for them, just like it shows in this movie to get employment, to secure housing, to, to function in society. They're viewed as sub-citizens, perpetually punished for their crimes. Um, uh, they've got a fancy name for it that I forget. Um, uh, yeah, 12, only 12% of employers said they would accept an application from an ex-convict. So, ironically, getting back to work, you know, decreases the chance of reoffending. Um, but there is a silver, like a, a good, you know, um, Finland. I had heard about this ages and ages ago. There, they have this open prison concept, um, where the they instead of being, you know, housed in a locked, guarded, you know, area, they're they're in these open prisons, which are more about, you know, getting them closer to society and family and working again. Um, and they like have recreation, they they prepare them for le- release by having them do odd jobs in the, the communities and things like this. Um, and as it turns out, this system works a lot better than closed prisons like they have in the U.S. And their rate of reoffending is 36% compared to the, the U.S., which is 76% within, you know, five years of release. So there is a better way to do things. We just don't do it because prisons are... Completely monetized. they they're they're um, they're you know profit based organizations, and uh, so there is the the sad. You go. That was truth of reality once again.
1: The old, <laughs> uh, old deep dive into some uh, social justice topics <laughs> there to round this out. Uh,
2: is it I know. I know. Than,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's,
2: but... yeah. Well, that's the point of the movie. So. They're trying to show you that, you know, it's hard.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's definitely part of it. It's all was They were trying to show you how absolutely, you know, yeah, how broken she was and the system was and how difficult it was, yeah. Uh, Especially if you're kind of innocent, which is what the point of this was.
0: The funniest part, I
2: thought... But even if you aren't, you know, even if you've committed... The funniest part was when
0: uh, she gets in trouble... Or the uh, the guy says you're you're not supposed to be within so many meters of an ex convict or whatever, but they send her to a halfway house full of ex convicts. Right. And the guy gets her a job at a place where all he gets sends all his yeah. ex convicts.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very that's yeah, true. very apropos. Eh? I guess she's not supposed to associate with them, but if she's working with them, it's kind of a gray area. Like she has no choice because it's the only job yeah, she can exactly. get.
1: I feel like I've stayed uh, in youth that hostels house that were exactly like this before. <laughs> we
2: Yeah, where heroin addicts and... are going through my bags
1: and shit. Like that's happened.
2: Oh my god. I, okay. I was
1: just on vacation. Well, I wasn't out of prison. I, I was did. just I was just in Orlando for a holiday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I, that makes more sense because I stayed at a lot of hostels in Europe where that is less probably common. in Finland.
1: It <laughs> was just it was an open prison concept that that's what happened. <laughs> um okay so i mean would you guys recommend this Maybe. for people to
2: watch
0: only if you yeah. really really want to I down mean, if yourself. you want
2: to be sad yeah <laughs> i mean it's a good commentary on on society and the state of the world and
1: yeah i thought mm. it was well made and well acted <laughs> so i think it, just in terms of if you like filmmaking give it a shot uh it's not yes
2: it's like that movie with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson where it's all about divorce. It's fucking miserable, but it's great. Well, we were going to have
1: um, <laughs> we going to have Anne on the on the podcast this week. I told you this already, Ashley. And I told her we were watching and she's like, yeah. okay, I could join. And I'm like, I just want to warn you, Anne, the, the movie's kind of sad and dark. And maybe you don't want to come in this week. And she's like, you know what? I, I don't think I do because I've had a rough week and I don't want to watch and talk about a sad <laughs> thing. And so I'm like, that makes total sense to me. So I think you have to be in the right headspace to watch this. <laughs> Otherwise it will, you will double down on the darkness and the sadness and not feel better about yourself or the world.
2: Yeah. So.
1: Luckily I'm feeling I'm yep. not as, I'm not as dark and depressed this week. So I was perfectly happy to watch a terrible, sad story <laughs> and watch Sandra Bullock cry.
2: Despite the state of our town and this crazy COVID. Oh, outbreak, yeah, it's great. You're yeah. less depressed. That's good. Oh, I'm hear. in a great
1: mood. This is, because two of the three of us have COVID, and I'm psyched about it.
2: <laughs> Extra immunity, woo! We are double vaxxed, by the way, in case anyone is Triple listening. Yo. It's just that. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah,
1: get your vaccines, kids. <laughs> yeah. Don't infect me again. I mean, not me. One of us. Yeah. Two
2: of the three of us. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh Ugh.
1: lord. Okay, well, this has been interesting. <sighs>
2: this is What's our next week yeah. Yeah, Online recording Anything isn't is- an
1: ideal, but it is Oh Jesus. What? Oh I my god.
2: Oh, I know what it is, and I'm so excited. I already know what it is. I already looked it up. Did
1: you? Hold on. Let's see if it's the same you as what I you know. I sure did. Uh, okay, hold on.
2: I know what it is. Well, it's my favorite show ever. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it
1: is The Witcher. <laughs> Yes it is. I'm so fucking I fast. haven't actually we watched the first <laughs> season it was fun. Uh and I'm excited to watch the I was going to watch the second season anyway, so this is great. All right, Dave. I started in on I've read
0: the books and I started played in the, in game, on the yeah. second season, but I <laughs> was completely baffled because I'd forgotten everything that happened in the first season because I have a memory like a like a, oh, right. I have a memory. <laughs>
1: You, you can't remember the name of the animal that has no memory. Uh, All right, um, so yeah, so we're watching. Season, a season, we'll watch season two, episode one. Is what we'll do, I think. Excellent. All right, so let's do that.
2: Already halfway through. Okay, this and we'll do season two,
1: episode one. Um, of the Excellent. Witcher. So okay. so join oh, us next good. week. Is it going to be what is that Christmas? Oh, the day after Christmas. It's the twenty. Boxing yeah. Day boxing
2: day we'll see if
1: we record that or not but that's in any way well that's what we're watching okay well thanks everyone for joining us and apologies again for the terrible uh
2: sorry to make you miserable Yeah. sorry for
1: making you watch this sad thing and for listening to the the lame audio but we'll be back in the studio after this outbreak is over everybody so fingers crossed (laughs) that um the third person gets covid and then we're all just sort of uh you know (laughs) We just slobber all over each other, and not have to worry about it anymore.
2: We're all yeah, done. Yeah. Right. You, Justin, right <laughs> here. And if you're sitting at home with COVID yourselves, I hope you're tuning <laughs> in.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
2: Come join our rotten, sicky yeah. <laughs> crew Sorry, here. I'm
1: gonna lick some doorknobs after this, y'all. Um, all right. Well, um, right, yeah, so exactly. then I'll catch you next week, I guess.
2: Bye.
1: Bye. All right. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. If you got a bit of extra cash to kick around and want to support the show financially, check us out on WhyArePeopleWatchingThis.com. There's a link there to support the show. The music you hear during the show is written and produced by me and my very talented wife. Why Are People Watching This is a production of Outside the Lines Press with support from the Black Box Collective and Anaganish Improv.